My name's Will DeFries, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. There are a lot of reasons to love fall, and I mean a lot. The dip in temperature, the return of football that allows us to not feel lazy for sitting on the couch all day, and most importantly, the food. While we all love a light summer salad or lobster bake every once in a while, there's something that's just different when it comes to walking into the house after a cold walk, only to get hit with the overwhelming smell of a pot roast in the oven. This week, I had to bring in the big guns. You may know her from as Kayla Haby or the Bitchin' Chef, but today, she's our resident fall food expert. Kayla, welcome back. Thanks for having me. When it comes to fall food, Kayla, how do you feel about it? It's my favorite season to eat. That's good. This is why I brought you in. It is hands down, <laughs> no questions asked, my favorite season to eat food and all the food. It's my favorite season in general, mm-hmm. and the food just makes it better. So So when I say fall food, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Pumpkin. Everything. Really? Everything pumpkin. So th- I'm going to skip ahead because okay. I have a question on here when it says, how do you stand on pumpkin as a fall flavor? Big pumpkin girl. Okay, because I know it's somewhat polarizing. It is. Yeah. I don't really feel either way about it. I enjoy pumpkin things. I don't go out and get pumpkin things. But if there's an option around the fall time, I'm like, all right, we can do it. Yeah. The first thing I do once it's like officially not summer is bake pumpkin bread. But I also can't fathom the idea of eating it when it's still 100 degrees outside. So even though it may be like September, I'm not going to bake the foods until it's like at least in the 80s. Are you staunch with your fall foods when it comes to the weather outside? When you Yes. Eat? Okay. I'm not going to make a soup unless it's cold. I'm not going to make a stew unless it's cold. Like there's some things you can eat that are folly that are like for warmer temperatures, but like anything super piping hot that's like braised, I will not do. I agree. And I, because I, I moved to Texas from Michigan, I have a, my internal clock just kind of tells me to transition to fall food the second Labor Day is over. And what I learned down here is that if you make a pot roast in September, people just think you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it anyways because I have to get ahead of the curve with the blog. So I've been baking fall food and pies for like the last two months now, which is, I can't look at another pie. I can't, I can't do it. I mean, I, I. I would look at your pies all the time. Like just I, <laughs> I mean, keep, they keep are easy them. on the eyes. Um, okay, but back to your first question about fall foods. Yes. I am gonna say I, I think pumpkin, um, I'm not I like apple, but in the south we're not like apple people. You know, like mm-hmm. I think like from where you're from, like the northeast, that's like more of an apple place. Yeah. We don't have like anywhere to pick apples here. Like it's not a big apple Yeah, and like place. for me. I do like apple, but we don't do a lot with apples in we my don't. family. Like growing up, yeah. I never, we, it wasn't like we weren't an apple pie family because we had apple orchards around, which we did. We don't have those here. Like we didn't do really anything with apple that was out of the norm. Like, yes, there are a lot more caramel apples or mm-hmm. things like that around. I I hate caramel apples, by the way. Well, what's, the Terrible. Point, what's the point of them? You can't, when they're the hard ones, how do you bite into it, first mm-hmm. of all? When they're the sticky ones, how do you chew it? It's all in your teeth. It's like one of those dogs with peanut butter in their mouth. I can't do caramel apples. But I'm, yeah, I, apples are super fall to me. I do love an apple pie, but I don't, I don't love the idea of apples. It took a lot for, I had to think really hard on what to do on the blog with apples. I think I did like apple loaf, um, apple pie, but it was difficult. Um, I also think pot roast is definitely up there. Okay. A big pot roast fan. I made short ribs this week too, actually, which I consider them to be in the same family. 
I, um, I, I will tend to agree with you there. Yeah. I, I like chili, but I think I'll go more of a, um, like a chunky soup, like potato or like a chowder, mm-hmm. um, or tortilla soup. I love soups. Um, other fall things. Yeah. I don't, I think that's about it for me. Really? There's just so much out there that I like yeah. forget is like, I'm like, oh, that's a great fall food. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, and we're recording this uh, on the Thursday before Sunday. So, yeah, obviously I don't record these on Sundays. <laughs> but I put out there on Twitter, ahead of this week's fall food episode, one question. What's on everyone's Mount Rushmore fall food? Mine I put up, but I didn't feel good about, when, about it when I put it up. Okay. I put up pot roast, which is my number one staple. Now just a classic pot roast, The right? founding father, yeah, yes. Yeah, the potatoes. Potatoes, celery, all that. Onions. Oh, pearled or like sliced, like the little tiny ones? Pearled. Oh, okay. And I, it's, that's just how I was brought up. And so I just love having pearled onions in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, last year around this time, I wanted to make my first pot roast. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to the store. Every single store except for one, the final store I went to, which was I think the fifth store I went to, they were all out of pearl onions. Really? And Sally was like, just give it up. Just cut up some onions. Just do it that way. And I was like, no, that's not how we do it in our family. Yeah. I'm going and doing this. See, I don't ever do pearl onions. Uh, see, I mean, I I'm not going to blame but... you. I ended up buying every pack of pearl onions that they have. So you if probably you ever... still have some, huh? I have all of them except for one bag that we use for that recipe. <laughs> so if you need any pearl onions, let me know. Oh. And then okay. the other ones I had on there were pumpkin pie, mm-hmm. chicken pot pie. Okay. That's – I don't ever think about chicken pot pie. I – I have a soft spot for it. It's good, but I'm like a crust girl. Like, I just want the crust. When it comes to chicken pot pie being on the Mount Rushmore, it's on my personal Mount Rushmore, but I don't expect it to be on other people's. It's I don't really consider it a fall food. I don't really know what to think about it at this point. But yeah. that's that's that was what I thought of this morning. And then the final one is, again, something that I think should – this is actually different. This is what I think should be on some people's. But it's not necessarily something I seek out all the time, which okay. is chili. Chili. Okay, now bean in or bean out. After moving to Texas, I have adopted the Texas-style chili, mm-hmm. and I don't love the beans. You don't love the beans? Well, it just it just depends. I'm not like a snob when it comes to chili. I don't crave chili most of the time unless it's like freezing cold mm-hmm. and it just sounds really good. Maybe after skiing or going outside for like a, a, a long winter walk or something like that. A long winter walk. My favorite thing about chili is just putting jalapenos, fresh onion, cheese, sour cream on it. Okay, now what do you serve it with? Are you like a cornbread, crackers? Because the crackers thing is not a Texas thing. So well, seeing people eat chili with crackers is very weird to no, me. Eating ch- no, that's weird. Do you eat it just like soup? If there's cornbread around, then we will have cornbread. But okay. I, I, it's not necessarily something that we make all the time. Interesting. Now, see, I serve mine. I make a cornbread, but I put it in a waffle iron. So I do like a cornbread waffle with chili. This is a good idea. It's yeah. way more dippable that way, it You seems pour like. it on top and you just eat it. Like, it's incredible. It's my favorite thing. Sorry if I'm silent right now. My mind's just about kind of, it? I'm comprehending this and wondering why this isn't more widespread. It should be. It very well should be. There, um, was, there was one Twitter user, Kayla. She's a, Her name's Kayla as well. Oh, I was like, she me? actually made a TikTok that was the Sunday Scaries intro, which okay. was a dream come true. But she had roasted chicken with vegetables, clam bakes, which is not something I've just ever been privy to. Just basic roasted chicken and vegetables is a fall food? The photo that she used to exemplify this- Like butternut squash. Makes sense. Uh, yes, exactly. I'm, I don't know. I'm not buying that. Pasta and pot roast. I think her list is actually a little more complete than mine. I think mine leaves a little to be desired. But Kayla, I want to know what you have on yours. Okay, so I'm going to say pumpkin bread Okay. first. Um, and then I'm going to say a bolognese sauce. Okay. It's good. Like it sits all day. It stews. I think that is perfect. Um, third, I'm going to say, 
Now, this is just a general meal. It's not one dish, but just Thanksgiving. Okay. I That's love kind of cheating, but I'm going to give it food. to you. If I had to pick one thing, I think I'd pick stuffing. Okay. Um, but like the soft, mushy kind. I do not like the kind that's like crispy. That's weird. Um, and then I think my fourth one would probably be pot roast as well. Okay. I would, but I like a little bit of like a, a different take on a pot roast. I don't like a cla- I like a super classic one. See, I'm like the most classic one you can make. Yeah. That makes sense for you though. Like I just love it. <laughs> it's, it's very it, on brand. It's just the best. Like I just love it. Um, there are several different ways to make these things that we're talking about. Yeah, there really are. And with all the new things happening, I don't really know how to keep up. I'm very bad with everything. Like if Sally told me, oh, just put it on the crock pot, I'm still like sitting there like, <laughs> like am I going to mess something up? Like there's <laughs> a lot of buttons here. to turn here. it on. And so I want to play a quick game of F, Mary Kill. Okay. And Love it. We're going to do two different things that are fall food related. The first is F, Mary Kill crock pots, instant pots. And air fryers. Okay, this is gonna now. See, this isn't that. I don't use any of these things. I know. I see. This was my concern with you because yeah. you're you're probably a much more traditional, like baker chef yeah. than most people. For me, who's lazy, it's like no, I, I need these <laughs> things in the rotation. I do have a crock pot. Out of all those three things, the only one I have is a crock pot. Okay. I use it for some things, so I think that I'm going to marry it. Just okay. Because I have it. That makes sense. You know, it's one of those old dependables. <laughs> Have you ever had an instance where you're like, oh, I wish I had an instant pot just to get this done or an Never. air fryer to get this done? Never. Air fryer, yes. Air fryer, I do occasionally think of. But I have to just say this. I have so many kitchen gadgets. Mm-hmm. Like, I, my apartment looks like a Williams-Sonoma. Yeah. So... If I had to get one more thing, I just, I really do not have the space. And, and that's if I totally don't need it either, like I, this is like very controversial and I apologize for offending people. These things are like for lazy cooks. No, I, for I people, think but people and which I do think I should probably learn to how to adapt to them because I do feel like a, a great part of my audience is a lazy or are lazy cooks. Mm-hmm. But I just don't have the space for these things. I get it. We have one cupboard <laughs> where we no keep space. our Instant Pot and our air fryer. And that cupboard should fit way more inside of it than just those two things. But because They're they take up so much huge. space, we have no... The air fryer is massive. It's too big. But massive. Um, yeah, I I don't even know really what an Instant Pot does for the most part. Like, it just I, expedites the process. I have tried... My stepmom uses it to make her like um, beans. Mm-hmm. Which I know take quite a long time to like cook over the stove. I don't ever make like beans like that, like pinto beans. No, I don't do that either. And when she does them in there, it takes, you know, like 20 minutes. She also did ribs in there, which was interesting. We've done short ribs in it and it's very, very good and it's a lot easier. But you, I, the one thing I, I don't like about using these things is that I like starting something early in the day. I letting it sit, the same letting it fill way. your apartment with all of it. And yes. then like every t- if you go let the dog out, you get to come back in and you're like, oh, it smells so good in here. I'm And I really plan ahead. Like I know if I'm making a pot roast, I'm thinking about it a whole week before I'm doing it. And then I can't wait to wake up in the morning, like time to make this fucking, sh- sh- I can't even talk, pot roast. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like I can't wait to do it. So like the thought of being like, oh, crap. It's already four o'clock. I haven't done my pot roast. Need to get the instant pot out. Like that's never anything that would happen to me. I also, I mean, I don't even know if this is true, but like just knowing about like how Instant Pots work, if I'm going to do a pot roast in that, I just naturally don't feel like it's going to taste the same. I, as if, I agree. Like, in, like I, if you did a blind taste something. test with I me, 
I probably wouldn't even know. Interesting. That's an interesting. I wonder if people have done that. I'm sure they have. There's somewhere on the internet that has done that. Yeah, but I, I just I, I think a crock pot is great for a lot of things. And okay. I'm a I, I am an advocate for the crock pot. I just don't really use it a lot. I also have the small one, not like the tiny one, but like the, I guess, like the medium sized one. So I can't even fit a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah. So that's one thing that's kind of difficult. The, the Instant Pot. I think you're killing it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. An air fryer's cool. I like that like for fries and like chicken breasts and all that. But like, I just don't, I don't have a need for any of that. Let's do the next one. I think this one, this, this one operates under the idea that. Chili is not a soup. Okay. Chili. What would we call it then? A stew? It's just its own thing. It's its own thing. So okay. F, Mary, kill. Soup, stew, chili. Okay. Oh, I do love a stew. I know. This one's hard. Um, I think I'm going to marry the stew. I married, I'm marrying the stew as well. Um, I'm going to kill the chili. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. The, the Texas girl is killing the chili. I'm killing the chili. Yeah, I'm really I like chili, but I like it on things like a chili cheese corn dog or like the I like like Frito pie. I yeah. don't really like chili on its own. For me, chili has to supplement something in order for me to want it. And okay. I like like you said, I, if it's like a chili cheese fries or something like that, uh-huh. then I'm like, Ooh, oh, that sounds yeah. kind of fun and good. I don't like ch- like a bowl of chili is not appealing to me. I like it, but it's not something that I would – if it wasn't for me being married to somebody who loves chili, there's no way that I would ever go to the store and get the ingredients to make a chili. <laughs> and so I just don't do it. And so it's like – Also, canned chili these days is really good. Like the Trader Joe's vegetarian chili is so good. See, exactly. And I love it. Like I just don't like it enough to actually go through the process of making it. That's It, it is a very long, very long, tedious process actually. If I'm at a cozy restaurant and I order a sandwich, like maybe I'll get a cup of chili with it. Yeah. But, Doesn't uh, Jason's Deli have a good chili? Probably. I don't. I, I could oh, probably. Wendy's. Yes. Wendy's chili is that's, underrated. That's a beanless chili, isn't it? They I don't, don't have beans. I haven't had it in years, so I don't even know why I brought that up. But like chili and like a baked potato is good. Mm-hmm. Chili over waffles is good. I was going to say, yeah, All that, over but the I'm not going to just, yeah, order a bowl of chili anywhere I go. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to F that soup. F that soup. <laughs> See, I'm killing the soup and I'm – Really? Yeah, I'm There are the so many different kinds of soups, though. You can have like a beer cheese soup. You can have a chowder, potato soup. I – controversial. I hate broccoli. Broccoli is my least favorite thing ever so broccoli cheese soup is something i will never ever have on yeah. my list but everyone loves it like chicken noodle i consider chicken and dumplings to be a soup like there are so many things all right chicken maybe pot i'm killing the chili soup. maybe i'm killing the chili yeah i'm sorry just gotta put it i like there. all fall food so much that i i'm wishy-washy like i can be swayed <laughs> anyway and i i'm not proud of that i just have no moral like but you have to think of the chili as on its own you're getting just a bowl of chili yeah. Nothing else. Maybe some places serve it with crackers, which I think is super weird, but you're maybe getting a cracker. Places that serve it with crackers are just lazy places. These yeah. are places that don't put any effort into it. But when you add the Fritos or you add the cornbread, it's not chilling anymore. It mm-hmm. becomes like a different, a whole different thing. Well, you said how much you like Thanksgiving. Love And you said how much you love pies. But before we get to that, we need to talk about a new sponsor, First Leaf Wine Club. If you found yourself here, we know that you're familiar with Sunday Dread, but what about the opposite, that Friday feeling? You probably have a skip in your step while waiting to go home and pop open a new bottle of wine and take a much needed break from work. But what if I told you that you didn't have to wait for Fridays to get that Friday feeling every day of the week? Introducing 
the award-winning wine from First Leaf, any day can feel like Friday. First Leaf is a wine club that sends personalized selections of, of wine from top vineyards around the world directly to you. Because the only thing better than a fantastic bottle of wine is a case of award-winning wine that shows up at your doorstep. Every bottle is handpicked by experts with your exact preferences and palate in mind for a unique combination of wine that you're guaranteed to love. Unlike other wine clubs, First Leaf uses an algorithm and your feedback to curate wine recommendations. I actually went on the site and I tried to do this. It is the easiest survey of all time. It just asks you, what do you like to drink? What do you like to eat? What do you like to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, it spits out six recommendations for you and you can choose to check out or not. The subscriptions are flexible and shipments arrive on your schedule with practically zero effort. I get mine once a month, but changing or editing your own subscription schedule is easy and effortless. Plus, First Leaf is a much more affordable way to enjoy wine from top winemakers and vineyards. You'll get that award-winning wine for an unbeatable low price. This is so convenient, Kayla. I need you to start doing this if you start drinking more wine. Now Perfect. I'm going to ask about this quiz because some of these quizzes you take for these wine subscriptions ask you questions like, do you like earthy or do you like dry? And like, I don't know what any of that means. This this, okay. this asks you questions like that, but it will lead you the entire way. Okay. If you know nothing, it will even ask you how much you know about wine. So if you slide that all the way to one side and you don't know anything, they will take care of you. It's, okay. You're in good hands. I'm then. in and I do love a good online quiz. I like seeing what my options are. Like, okay, that, that fits. I mm -hmm. like that. It even comes with a bunch of cards so you can see what they go well with or what oh, they don't. The other night nice. we had pizza and I, I told uh, Sally's sister, I was like, go to the wine rack and pick out one of the bottles from First Leaf. And we pulled out the cards and she's like, well, this one says pizza. And we're like, all right, we're having a heavy cab right now. Yeah, this you sounds can totally wonderful. use that to plan your week also. Oh, it's great. So what are you guys waiting for? Get that Friday feeling just like I do any day with First Leaf. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash scaries. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash scaries. Pretty good deal for six bottles of wine. That's a great deal. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute steal. All right, it's time for pies and Thanksgiving talk. My favorite. You just put out your holiday handbook. I did. It's 23 pages of all things pie. All things pie. Actually, first of all, where can people find it? Okay, so if you go to my Instagram at the bitch and chef, the link in my bio will take you to um, my my Gumroad site where you can purchase the PDF. It's twelve dollars, which is less than one dollar a recipe, because there are thirteen recipes. You'll get twelve pies and one kind of bonus recipe, which is a leftovers um, bread pudding, which Ooh. we can get to that. But mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite things I've ever created because Thanksgiving food is my favorite. So out of all the pies on here, what are your favorites? Okay. So I love the maple oatmeal pie. Okay. It tastes like pecan pie and an oatmeal cookie and pancakes all had a baby and put it into a pie. That sounds just so up my alley <laughs> that it's not even funny. It is so, so good. I mean, just looking, uh, I'm looking at the photos of it right now, and it just looks amazing. Honestly, I can't even look at another picture of pie right now, so I'm glad that you're doing it. Yeah, I've got it all, I've got it all teed up right now. Yeah, so there's so many, and what I tried to do was not have a pile on there you can Google a recipe for. Like, I tried to make them as unique and fun as possible. Yeah, when I opened it up, I was expecting to see, like, 
No classics, really. A pumpkin pie, like a no, uh, because like a, a pumpkin, pumpkin pie, pie is a pumpkin pie. Yeah. And any pie, I didn't want you to find anything on them that you can go buy at the store because that takes away from the fun of creating it yourself. Mm-hmm. If you can buy it at you know H E B at Walmart even, then for six dollars, like why? And it and they're all going to taste good. Why would you put in the hours of making it yourself? That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, like, how do you feel about people getting pastries from, like, the grocery store and things like that? Uh, well, you know, I'm a big H-E-B fan. Mm-hmm. So H-E-B can do no wrong. So uh, all their stuff is amazing. Okay. There's some, like, in Trader Joe's has good stuff, Whole Foods and all that. But that's, I mean, if you want to be the person at Friendsgiving that brings some pre-bought stuff, then that's on you. I wouldn't be caught dead. I was going to say, you're not doing that. <laughs> but if you are that person and you want to bring something, everyone, you know, everyone's going to like it, but you don't want to make it yourself. That's fine. I don't approve. But, you know, because in my handbook, I show you how to make pie crust as like in your face as it can possibly be. So that's something I want to talk to you about. Okay. And I think that a homemade pie crust just separates pies so much. Ugh, it's the best part. If my mom is listening, I apologize because she always just does it straight out of like some pre-made thing. Oh. I don't mind that she does that. I don't know what my dad does actually, but he's got he's more recently gotten into making the pies for uh for I Thanksgiving. Love that. And I love it. He makes yeah. a bourbon pecan pie that I I actually think you get drunk on because he puts so much in. It's it's very <laughs> enjoyable. But when it comes to crust, what do people need to know? Okay, so Pie crust is something that took me so many years to nail. I tried every recipe. I tried all butter. I tried shortening butter. I tried everything. I tried using the food processor, using a mixer. And finally, I came to a recipe where I watched somebody else make it Mm -hmm. on an Instagram video or something. And it's all in the technique and it's all in the butter. Okay. So the, as people that don't understand like pie you know, baking terms, you have to cut the butter into the flour, which means like you squish it in. Okay. You can use a fork to do it. I use my fingers and you have to cut the butter in and leave some chunks. A lot of people will go through and make it like sand. Yeah. If you don't have the big chunks, you don't have the layers okay. because the butter is going to just kind of disappear. And then my, my big thing with my crust is the technique and the folding. Cause sometimes you roll out a pie crust and then you try to put it in the pan and it falls apart mm-hmm. or it doesn't bend. It's not pliable. It's really hard to work with. So my crust, it takes quite a bit of time. So I think patience is the most important thing when you're making a pie, because it's not something you can whip up. Some of them you can on, you know, there's some like with graham cracker crust or something like that. And those, you know, take 30 minutes. If you're using like a actual rollout pie dough, it will take you sometimes up to three hours just to get it because it has to rest. Yeah. And so when you roll it out, there's a folding technique that I have. There's lots of like pictures on the blog where you can see, I mean, I'm sorry, on the PDF. And then you roll it out, fold it again, roll it out. That creates the layers. Yeah. So whenever you break, break off a piece of pie crust and it's like flaky and it falls apart and there's layers, that's because they're, they're folding it and rolling it out. So it's the technique and patience. Okay. I never knew about how to even make pie crust. Like, honestly, in my mind, I thought you just, like, it was like a pizza. Like, (laughs) that's what I imagined my entire life. And then I started watching the Great British Baking Show, and I was like, (laughs) whoa, they're, like, really rolling this stuff out and folding it. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. Are you going to be bringing a pie to Thanksgiving this year? Or are you going to be bringing numerous um, pies Yeah, my family's all been requesting things just from seeing everything I'm posting. Like, every time I post a new pie, my brother's like, bring this one. I'm like, okay, well, you can't tell me to bring every one. I don't. I also like the thought of pie right now. I can't even think about it. So 
I have a few on my list I'm going to bring. My mom actually just went gluten-free. Oh. So Shouts. she's asking me to make one. So if anyone listening is gluten-free and you want to bring a pie to Thanksgiving or somebody you know in your family or friends are gluten-free, there are options for you. Um, the grocery store does sell gluten-free pie crust if you want to go that route. Or you can do like a... Uh, like a graham cracker one, but you buy like a gluten-free graham cracker. Like it's very simple. So yeah. that's what I'm going to be playing around with those ideas. Because that's a huge thing right now that I didn't realize so many people were gluten-free. Yeah, I, I – you hear it all the time, and then I see people that say they're gluten-free eating pizza, and I'm like, uh, are you? What's, what's up with that? Uh, yeah, I okay. think it's a, a difference between like a doctor telling you and just being like – um, I'm going gluten free for yeah. the month. Like, there, there's very there's very a difference different between having like celiacs and be, just being skinny. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, some people have one, some people want um, the other. Gun to my head, I would not go gluten free. No, Wouldn't no, do I, it. I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the, the need or the want to even entertain doing. I that. don't have the discipline. Anything that makes me going to a restaurant and ordering more difficult is not something I want to deal with. I mean, I just love gluten. I am. No, I, I couldn't do it. But, yeah, so I will be bringing pies to Thanksgiving. The highest requested one, I think, is the gooey brownie pie, which is pretty much a brownie put into a pie crust. Okay. I was very interested by the uh, – which one was it? The two-faced pie. Ooh, the two-faced apple pie. So this one is a lot of work. I was originally <laughs> going to sell pies for Thanksgiving. Like, that was my big thing. Uh-huh. Then I made that pie, and it took me almost a whole day, and I was exhausted, and I said, I will not make this pie again for a long time. But it, it is bomb. so good. So the two-faced apple pie is for people. There's a Dutch apple pie, which has, like, the crumb topping, which is, like, mm-hmm. the oats and the brown sugar, and then you have a lattice top, which is just, like, the pie crust and strips. And I like both. And so choosing whichever one I want to make is always hard for me. So I just did half and half. Okay. That's it. I mean, Super that makes simple. sense. And my, my apple pie, I bake, well, I cook the apples on a stovetop a little bit beforehand. Because as the Great British Baking Show has taught us all, no one likes a soggy bottom. Nope. So when you do apple pie, any kind of fruit pie, as the fruit cooks, it leaks all of its water. So then you end up with just like a bottom that's soggy because all the liquid. So I cook my apples first, strain them, and then put them back into the pie crust so okay. that the bottom doesn't get soggy. That's a good – I mean, that's – Well, I partially cook them on the stove because yeah. then they get super squishy. Uh, that all makes sense. Then the other only the only other pie that I, I had my eye on, and I don't even know how to say this, <laughs> is the berry galette. Galette, yeah. Berry vanilla galette. bean glaze. Yeah, so galettes are for anyone that just doesn't really care about what it looks like. It's like, you know. That's why that, that's literally why it caught my eye because I'm yeah. like, this looks messy and fun. It's super fun. You can buy a store-bought crust for this super easy. You roll it out, put the filling in the, in the middle, and fold it over, and <laughs> you ju- bake it. I just read the part that says, the galette is the perfect quote. I am not ready to make a pie. But I want to impress people. Pie. Exactly. Because it looks so good. And you could put any kind of fruit in it. You can do apple. You can do berry. You can do peach, pear, anything. Oh, you just good. put it in the middle and then you fold it over and you bake it. And yeah. it's like it's so easy to tell when it's done. Like it, it's super quick. And it, it's like a it's like an open face calzone. Maybe I'll try doing that this year for Sally because Ooh, she will have yeah. zero expectations for me of actually making anything. <laughs> Maybe this year I'll try to make something like that where, like, if it looks a little, like, funky, it doesn't yeah. really matter. I also use frozen berries for that, so it's it's super easy because, honestly, baking anything with berries is going to cost you, like, $45 because, like, a pint of blueberries is, like, 8 bucks. Oh, it's ridiculous. So I use frozen berries. No shame at all. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with that, just to be, yeah. be clear. Let's talk Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving might be why some people are here right now. 
Where where does Thanksgiving rank in your holidays? <laughs> Number one, baby, all the way. Same. My favorite. Same. Not it's even my close. favorite holiday. I I don't really have a direct reason why it's my favorite, but it's just the most low. It's low maintenance that just makes it so easy for me to not have to like think about anything. You don't and have I, to bring gifts. Yeah. There's no expectations. Mm-hmm. You just show up. Maybe have a mimosa or two while everything's cooking. And if you and show then, up in like yeah. pajama pants, like no one's gonna like. No one's going to care. Okay, but I will say my favorite part of Thanksgiving is picking my living room outfit every year. That's what me and my cousin call it every year. Like, what are you wearing to wear in the living room this year? Because that's what you do. You get all dressed up just to sit in your house on the couch. And it's the funniest, most amazing thing. I just, yeah, we always, we, are you an early person for dinner or late? Um, I think we do like a, like early evening, late afternoon, like a one, one or two. That is not early evening. I don't know. I can't even remember. It's early afternoon. I can't remember. Historically, Thanksgiving is a very drunk day in my household, so I really don't remember. See, we're a late family. We've always been a late family, and I've never like ad- seven. Yeah. You wait all the you yeah. wait. See, thinking about doing it early is, and you can have two. I and you can have it again. I understand that, but I always feel so <laughs> bad after one. Like I don't have any self control. So so me sitting down at the Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not thinking of like, oh, what am I going to have later? I'm like, how much can I get inside of me right now? Oh, no. I think of it as like it's a marathon, not a sprint. So my first lap will be, you know, small portions of everything Mm -hmm. just to get a nice little taste. Then my, you know, my second round will be more of just the things I like, like my favorite things. So when you're going up to serve yourself, what is the first, like, what are the first things that have to be on your plate round one? Stuffing. Okay. Um, my family does ham and turkey. Oh, I love that. And I am a big ham girl. Like, I really like the ham. I do too. I had it last night for dinner. I literally I'm, had, I had ham last night for dinner. I'm not crazy about turkey. Um, and I am a, a white meat person. Mm-hmm. So I will do one tiny piece of white meat, a bunch of ham, stuffing, um, mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And I love cranberry sauce. I know that's weird, but I love like it. Like the homemade stuff or the stuff I, out of the can both. that still has the I don't ridges care. of the can on I it? I want all of it. I love uh, – my perfect bite is you get your meat, your stuffing, a little bit of mashed potatoes. You, like, dip it. It's like mm-hmm. a sauce. Then you put cranberry on it. Like, I want the whole bite. I don't want to eat yeah. everything separately. I eat it, like, all one one huge bite. That's not bad. God. See, some people – so I, I understand the turkey hate. I have mm. no. Uh, it's. I think it's the worst part of Thanksgiving meal. Eh. I've, that's like, a, That's bold. Well, I'll say the veggies are the worst part. I don't even. I don't, we even don't go veggies. If we have veggies. They're drenched. Actually, in, they're I, drenched in gravy. Or I mayo. love a green bean casserole. Yeah. But that's it. I'm not touching anything else. We, we have a salad sometimes, and I'm like, who? No. Who's touching that? No, we don't do salad. Like, no, it, it's laughable. If it's a vegetable, it's, it's cooked and it's in something really unhealthy. That's true. So, Covered like, in fried um, onions and condensed soup. The most healthy thing on our plates for Thanksgiving is literally the turkey. It's just like the protein. <laughs> and the fact that you supplement the turkey with the ham is something that I'm all in for. Yeah, I, I like don't that. like it when people try to replace the turkey. I think that no. even though it's not great, you still have to have it on the table. I agree. You need the turkey. And it's good. Like it's, I, I enjoy it. I like the turkey and the ham, but I just prefer the ham. Okay. The turkey is good, but it's not something that I think about. Are you going to bring anything besides pies this year to Thanksgiving? Um, I don't know. I'm usually like, you know, this is my day off in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I know <laughs> I, I cook all the time. Sometimes I want other people to cook for me. That's so I will bring a pie or two. Maybe I'll bring an appetizer like a cheese ball. Mm-hmm. 
or something, you know, a dip of some kind, but I will probably not be contributing to the main menu. Sally gets stuck contributing way more than she ever like bargains for. She just shows up and gets thrown in the kitchen is all of a sudden doing like everything, which I I think she actually likes. She might complain about it like behind closed doors, but I think she likes the attention and having everyone tell her how good (laughs) everything is. But one thing that we've been making for the past few years that has been an absolute hit, and I think I've actually talked to you about this. I think you've tried it, Uh are the uh, Chrissy Teigen scallop potatoes. Yes, I was going to talk about those. I had in my mind. They're the shit. I made them over into summer, which was very bold. But for some reason, I was just feeling like it. Like, I wanted to make them. And wow. They're so good. They're It's incredible. And there's no cheese or mm-hmm. anything in them. But mm-hmm. they taste like they have cheese in them. And every single person that has ever had them has been like, these are incredible. It takes a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot of work it's and a lot a, of cutting. It is a lot of work. But it, it it's worth it. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is we have mashed potatoes every year. So, like, an au gratin style, like, potato like that, we'd be replacing a whole other. Now, when the day, if the day ever comes that I host mine on Thanksgiving, I will have those potatoes. We're a two-potato family. Oh. We do both. We don't We do not do that. I'm okay That's with. That's interesting. You know what? Maybe I'll bring some potatoes this year. Really just throw a wrench in everything. I just love potatoes. So, I like, I'm, potatoes I'm down to do it. I went to a wedding one time where they cut the menu with no veggies and they just doubled the carbs. Like instead of having like green beans or like a salad, they were like, screw it. We want potatoes and like mac and cheese. That would be preferable. Yeah. I don't remember like the exact format of what we ate at our wedding, but I just remember thinking like, I don't, I want this to be like comfort food. That's what this was. They were like, they were pushing them to get a veggie and she was like, no, no one's going to eat green beans. Mm -mm. Yeah. We served like a really heavy risotto right before like a really heavy entree. And so I think people were like, oh my God, what are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> I didn't care. I was like, that sounds great to me. I'll it's do it all. It's not your wedding. It's mine. When it comes to Thanksgiving pies, okay. do you have set pies in your head? Or like, is any pie that's on your uh, cookbook, is it, are any of those up for grabs when it comes to Thanksgiving? Yeah. I mean, I always like having a traditional pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't need it. The pumpkin pie that I have in my book is like a pumpkin spice latte pie, which mm-hmm. is like a pumpkin mousse pudding-ish and a regular pie crust with like some espresso in it. So it has like a little coffee kick to it. I saw I – was, I, I meant to ask you what the difference was because I was a little It's not interested. baked. It's not baked, which oh, is – it's like a very – it's like um like a pudding almost, not like a custard. If you cut it, does it stay like yeah. together? Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. That was the hardest part of testing that recipe was whenever I would do it, I wanted it to stay together as you cut it. How many how many pies do you normally go through when you're like putting together these recipes? <laughs> okay, well this time almost everything came out in one time. There was one recipe I made three times and it failed each time, so it did not make it to What was it? it Are you was... willing to say? <laughs> no. <laughs> because it's really it's when the day comes I can do it right. I'm gonna put it out there, it's gonna be amazing. Okay. But I'm not ready to release it yet because it's very clever and it's very good. But I just I couldn't I couldn't do it again, so it failed three times. So I'm excited to see what this pie. I'm, make, I'm going to make you answer. I'm going to make you. I'll answer tell that you question. offline. Yes. <laughs> so, th- th- I swear this isn't a question for me, but what's a good Thanksgiving side that someone can bring if they're just absolutely terrible in the kitchen? Okay, now. Or they're just feeling like honestly, maybe if they're just feeling lazy. 
Maybe lazy. not terrible in the kitchen, but just lazy. What's something easy that can be a home run every time? Okay, so I'm not I'm not just saying this to like plug my own recipe, but you're more than welcome to do that anyway. <laughs> so the mac and cheese that I'm posting later this week, it'll be available by the time this comes out. It is my mom's recipe, which okay. is like the number one most requested item in my house on Thanksgiving, at Christmas, at Easter. My brother actually has my mom make like four batches for him to take to, to Friendsgiving throughout the month. And it is the easiest mac and cheese because it doesn't need a roux. It's not fancy. Like you seriously, you boil the noodles, you add the cheese, you add the butter, you mix it. That you can't mess it up. There's really no way to mess it up. It is like one pot. Yeah. Mac and cheese. Okay. Um, next, um, I mean, a, an appetizer of some sort. Like, I love going to Friendsgiving and you have the guy who brings the rolls. Like, that, that guy, like, is, the, is, like, my favorite because it's, like, he just goes to the store and doesn't even I don't, put them in when, a bowl. He just brings them in the bag to Friendsgiving, whenever someone walks in with something store-bought, I'm like, this, I'm fine with that. I, re- I truly don't mind that you showed up with this. Okay, I want to talk about Friendsgiving for one second. Okay. Because this, like... I love seeing the weird, interesting things that people bring, which makes you think, like, wow, this person's family, like, eats that at Thanksgiving. And, like, we're just, like... And they think it's normal. And they think it's super normal. And it's so strange to see the random things that show up. Like, I think my menu at my house is extremely classic. Some would say that mac and cheese is kind of weird at Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. I don't think so. But some people think it's weird. But I love seeing, like, just, like, very random things. Yeah. I mean, I... I agree. Sometimes you see people show up with something and you're like, what? Why, why would you have this? I don't like eating other people's food if I know that they are like not very. <laughs> I, 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 it scares I've only, me. I've like, only been invited to one ever Friendsgiving. Or no, I guess one. I've been invited numerous years in a row, but I've only been to one Friendsgiving at one person's place. Oh. Sally's sister. She has a small Friendsgiving and we always do it. But yeah, sometimes like I see like I'll always eat more of whatever we bring. So I'm like, I know this is bomb right now. If I had it my way, I'd bring everything. Yeah. Per- like in a perfect world, I would host the Friendsgiving and I would tell everybody just to show up. Like everyone Venmo me $10. I'm going to cook everything because <laughs> I'm, I'm scared of other people's food. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. But at one point there was a, a time when the turkey had not been thought of soon enough and they ended up going to Luby's to get the turkey. I don't hate that. I, I don't ever <laughs> want to make a turkey in my life. It was amazing. Never. It was absolutely amazing. It was the best turkey I've ever had at a Thanksgiving because it, for once. The it, pressure. Like, yeah. It wasn't like super dry or anything. And like, honestly, it turned out better than any turkey that we would have made for that party. If I ever host a Thanksgiving in my own home, I will be 100% buying the turkey i'm not gonna i'm there are so many more other more important things to worry about to me than the turkey like i would much rather focus on the sides and the desserts and just have a turkey i also don't love this is the same reason why i've never roasted a chicken because you have to pull all the stuff out of the inside Mm -hmm. and the thought of that makes me want to just throw up i can't imagine putting my hand in there and i don't even know what's in there but that's why i just can't even roast a chicken for that reason and the bones and like the carcass i don't want to deal with that you should marry a medical professional. That's what I did, so I don't even have to worry about it anymore. Do you have any closing thoughts on Thanksgiving? I, it's the, okay. I will say this: I do not appreciate Christmas decorations going up before Thanksgiving has Hold concluded. On to this. Hold on to this. 
because uh, we're talking non-food questions in a few minutes here. Oh, okay. Okay. Save Thanksgiving. That is my thing. I want your take. Give it on its this. time. Okay. So this week's episode is also presented by Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves for saying things like "I lost my mojo," or people avoid it altogether with excuses like "I had a long day at work" or "Sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it." But with Roman. It's easy to talk about it. With healthcare professionals who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it within two days. They have free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is even simpler. Just go to GetRoman.com slash scaries and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with healthcare professionals and just get it taken care of. Like I said, go to GetRoman.com slash scaries today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash scaries. GetRoman.com slash scaries. And if you're interested by either of the ads on today's episode, the links are in the description of the episode, in addition to a link to Kayla's PDF. I love that whenever I'm here, that's always the ad. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. I don't plan it. Uh, Today, we also have some non-food questions. Perfect. Let's hear it. Let's just start off with the one. When When is the appropriate time to put up Christmas decorations? The day after Thanksgiving. No one ever lets Thanksgiving have its moment. It's like Halloween's over. Let's blame Mariah Carey and put up a Christmas tree. I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. Big Christmas fan. But I respect Thanksgiving. Yes. And I think that because Thanksgiving doesn't have the movies and the songs and the decorations that people just want to skip over it, but then yet they want to indulge on the day of, take advantage of the sales and have the day off. No, it needs to be respected. I agree. I I think that people that go deal shopping on Thanksgiving are just crazy. My mom does it. I'm not opposed (laughs) to people... If you want to put up your Christmas tree or something and, like, just not do anything with it, by all means... Put it up. Don't decorate it. It, but you can't have you can't have Christmas happening while you're eating Thanksgiving. Dinner. No, I will not eat in someone's home on Thanksgiving if there is a Christmas tree there. I won't do it. I also just think that there are some people that love having the Christmas fuzziness like in their house like all the time. Mm. For me, I don't like to water it down. I feel like you have a limited time to enjoy it and that makes you enjoy it so much more when you put it up December 1st or something. Yeah, when you have it up for three months, it really takes away from the excitement. And if you really want it for that long, just keep it up until January 14th or something. Um, I once kept my Christmas tree up for almost two years. Do you remember that? This sounds very familiar. Yeah, I kept it up for a very long time. Mostly because... I was just too lazy, and then it hit a point where I'm like, why am I going to take it down when I have just a little bit left until it's Christmas again? That makes sense. It was up for almost, a, it was I think it was a year and a half. We left uh, for, we went to London over Christmas last year, and we left on Christmas Day, and then we got back, I think, January 6th. And all of our Christmas stuff was still up. And, like, after being on Just vacation, so we're like, I'm, I'm not touching that for at least a month. Yeah, I usually leave it up for a little bit now. Now that I'm, like, not a lizard person that takes their Christmas tree <laughs> down on time. But, like, I like having it up. I have a wreath. I'll do that. I'll have, like, a little tchotchke items, you know, like little trees. But I don't have, like, the extreme, you know, like, Santas everywhere, like, nutcrackers. No. I'm not doing that. But I will say my... My routine every year since I've graduated from college, like when I've been a a grown-up, is the day I get home from Thanksgiving, 
I will put on the holiday, my favorite movie, mm-hmm. and I will decorate my Christmas tree and mm-hmm. put up all my decorations. This year's a little different because time doesn't exist this year. Yeah. So I've been watching the holiday on repeat every day, like since quarantine. But I haven't I watched any Christmas movies yet. I will not put my tree up until after Thanksgiving. Well, here's a good question for this time. What are your best fall movies? Fall movies. Oh, gosh. I don't even know what I would consider fall movies. See, for me, I could just consider fall movies to be like When Harry Met Sally. Okay, yeah. I was I was thinking of Meg Ryan. As soon as you said that, the first thing She's I got thought a of, whole slew was, of them. was Meg Ryan in like a turtleneck sweater. It was yeah. like all I was thinking about. If someone's about. wearing a turtleneck sweater in the movie, then they're allowed yeah. to be qualified as a fall movie. Um, okay, a fall movie. I also have like that awkward moment with, with uh, all the bros in it. Th- isn't that like Zac Efron? Yes. That's a fall movie it's to you? It's such a fall movie. Because <laughs> all they do is get, they're all wearing fall clothes the entire time. And there's just this sense of the movie that you're, they're like just getting ready to go out during the, during the fall. Uh, <laughs> they're all walking down the, the street. That's the most insane thing I've They've got peacoats on. They're drinking that their coffees. That was Michael B. Jordan too, right? That was like oh, his yeah. big break. And Miles Teller. I really don't know that I know of any fall movies. I would yes, just say. Yes, you do. I, I'm going to type in movies. best fall movies on uh, here are right there now. any movies that happen over Thanksgiving? There aren't that. Actually, that's a good question. Thanksgiving like the Family movies. Stone, but make it Thanksgiving. Like I would be into that. I don't. I don't. I don't want another Family Stone. No, the, I don't. That's my number fine. two movie. I have Holiday Family Stone in that order. It's not a good thing when you type in like the most Thanksgiving movie would definitely be Planes, Trains. And See, and this goes right back to what I was saying. There's nothing fun and frivolous about Thanksgiving. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like oh my god, it's Thanksgiving time to curl up and watch that awkward moment. It's true. Well, it says like the, if you Google Thanksgiving movies, the first one that shows up is The Oath, which was a Hulu original movie in 2018, is. which doesn't speak Sounds well for the scary. genre. There's also a movie called Friendsgiving. I was, you know what? I just realized the Friends Thanksgiving episodes. There you go. There, that's it to me. Yeah, that's. I fair. love them. They kind of cornered the market with those. They did, like they no other show does has ever or will ever do Thanksgiving as well as Friends. Did. I agree. I agree. And my favorite all-time Friends episode is the football one. Yeah. And I've also, talked about it a New Girl, times. New Girl does a couple good Friends. I mean, uh-huh. Thanksgiving, like Schmidt cooking everything, Nick's bolognese sauce. That's funny, but like everything else isn't. Yeah, nothing else is, is fall to me except for I the. I forgot about Nick's bolognese sauce. Yeah, he was just putting everything in there. <laughs> it's like ketchup. He was getting reckless. Ugh. So this was a question I asked during the fall fashion episode to Barrett Dudley, and I think you actually did weigh in on Twitter, but I figured we should talk about it. Oh, on I here. think I did. What's your Mount Rushmore fall clothing? Okay, so I'm trying to think of back what I said. I know for sure I'm going to say Stuart Weitzman over the knee boots. That was like my first big, true, like big girl. I hate that I said big girl. I take it back. Your big girl, your my big, big girl, girl purchase. Um, that was yeah, my first like that I purchased myself, like really nice um, pair of shoes, and I love them. But I'm also scared to wear them certain places because they're like very expensive. Um, next, I will say a some form of leopard faux fur, whether it's a pullover, a jacket. I love it. I have a pullover and I have a coat and multiple leopard sweaters. It's whatever. I don't care. Um, Let's see. And then any kind of chenille sweater. I have roughly 70 sweaters. My friends have trademarked them as Kayla sweaters because they are obnoxious. They're furry. They're like rainbow colored with like glitter threads. Like I love fun sweaters okay. like i am targeted on instagram every single year by all these brands with like oh you liked this rainbow sweater with glitter in it let's buy six more and i buy all of them see i've i've 
gone in a totally different direction than you. I love sweaters oh, you so like, much. Oh, but you're very neutral. With, yes. I like, I'm very loud with clothes. I've, I've completely transitioned now to every season I will allow myself to buy one new sweater. And I allow I, myself to spend... I bought like seven already. See, I've only bought one this Ooh, year. I bought one two days ago. I allow myself to spend way more on it than I would on like any okay, normal sweater. Okay, like a cashmere. Like I make okay. sure that these are nice enough sweaters that I can... And part They'll of the reason I you. do the neutral colors is because it'll last for a really long time. And mm-hmm. so I have like a stack of probably five sweaters, but... I can. I always know that they'll go with anything. Yeah, I love. I love anything that the chenille fabric, like the shiny soft thread. I'll buy anything. <laughs> like I have friends send me pictures at stores, like, "Hey, this looks like you," and I'm like, "Venmo you tomorrow. What is it? Like, buy. It. I don't care how much it is. I will buy it right now." Yeah. I can't think of what my third one was. I was. I tried pulling it up to Uggs, see. I will wear. Uh, I love Uggs, and I have no apologies for that. The Uggs I wear today are the Uggs I've had since high school. I didn't even notice you were wearing Uggs today. I'm not wearing today, but just today in general. Oh, I was like, what? today as in like 2020. What did I say? Stuart Weitzman boots, leopard print, chenille sweaters. Do you remember if you? Oh, you said Stuart Weitzman lowland over lowland the knee boots. Lowland over the knee boots. Oversized chenille sweaters. Chenille sweaters. And then you're. You did say the faux fur coat. Faux fur, leopard. Is it leopard or just faux fur? Leopard. Okay, got to be leopard. You have a much better memory than I do. And then you have the classic Burberry quilted jacket. Oh, yeah, Burberry jacket with with the cuff sleeves. That's the best. See, I don't – I think I'm tainted when it comes to Burberry. Because I once got a gift from an ex-girlfriend that was just a Burberry tie. And after we broke up, I was like, well, I don't. It was the print on a tie. I don't want this tie anymore. That's Wait, it was just the classic plaid on yeah. just a tie. That's I don't like I that. I never wore it. That and, is not, no. And so like, I, I just have like, I've never liked it. But one of my favorite soccer players just got sponsored by them. And he put on this jacket the other day on Twitter. And I was like, damn, that looks fresh. Well, no, it's where the outside is a solid color, but the inside yes. is the plaid. So when you cuff the sleeve, it is a nice little detail of the plaid. I have one that's like a, a light, that's like a tan-ish color, which is great because it's like a nice, it can be casual, it can be it can be dressy, mm-hmm. like you, you make it whatever you want it to be. And it's lightweight, so it's not like you're, you're hauling around this huge coat, but it keeps you warm. I don't even know if I even like gave my answer on here. I definitely gave it to, to Barrett, though. It was like wax jacket, oatmeal sweater, cashmere sweater, <laughs> and then I don't even remember what I else. I like cashmere, but most cashmere sweaters are slim fit, and I do not like that on oh, women. Oh, I've never thought. For on men, it's fine. That's oh, a normal my, sweater. The two that I, I have are like big, oversized and baggy. Really? They're like blankets at this point. I want that. I want my sweaters. I want everyone to wonder like what what is what's happening here. Like, yeah. I want a giant, huge sweater, and that is my favorite thing. I remember last year. I forgot where I was going, but one of my friends was like, you better not have worn one of your stupid sweaters. And I'm like, leave me alone. What? I'm wearing them everywhere I go. I love sweaters. I do too. I, I, I honestly am bummed that like it gets – the temperature in Austin right now has been going from like care. 45 to 85. I'll and all I want to do is be able to throw on a sweater in the morning and then just like wear it all day until I go to bed. I still do that. Even yeah. though you're not, I mean, I, st- I don't really go outside. True, so. <laughs> true. If I, didn't go to the, if I didn't come to the studio Just turn to record, your air down all the way. Turn all the fans on. Kayla, that's literally what I do anyway. Me too. I don't go outside. Yeah. This, you can hear at 7 o'clock every single night, you can hear our nest click on, and it's just about to get real chilly in there. Yeah. I don't, what I hate about daylight savings right now is that I haven't reprogrammed my lamps to turn on at the right time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll be in complete darkness for, you know, hours because I'm just too lazy to, like 
turn it on on my phone. That's what I have a bedside table lamp that's on a timer, and now it's just turning on way too late. And I'm like already asleep, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> this is terrible. All right, Kayla, where can the people follow you? Where can they find you? Where can they get your uh, your cookbook? Where can they do everything? Well, my personal accounts will be Khaby, K-A-Y-H-A-B-Y, on Twitter and Instagram. And then my food page is The Bitch and Chef, um, thebitchandchef.com, or um, at The Bitch and Chef on Instagram. And the link for the PDF is going to be in the bio, and it is $12. So even if you're not going to make it, send it to your mom, your give it to your girlfriend as a hint that you want her to make you a pie, <laughs> you know, like... Or if you just want something cool to look at, it's 12 bucks. Comes directly that. to your email. Perfect. <laughs> well, Kayla, thank you for stopping by again. Thanks for having I'm me. I'm sure we'll hear from you soon. And if you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a hungover friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter, at SundayScaries, or Instagram, which is at Sunday.Scaries. Or you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Will DeFries. And remember... Always trim the wicks on your scented candles. See you next Sunday.